we bring the spring cleaning of the heart and mind series to an end, I take a look at the second half of the topics we covered, the issues of the mind. In today's episode, I really dig into how our thought life changes everything and how if we want to change anything in our life, we have to change our thoughts. I talk about renewing our minds, evaluating our thoughts, and stopping that mental spiral dead in its tracks. We get to choose. Let's clear out these six negative thought patterns once and for all. Thanks for being here. Hi, I'm Becky, the host of the Girl on a Hill podcast, where we encourage you to stop hiding, start shining, and to be the woman you were created to be. You can download Girl on a Hill podcast on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Thanks for listening, and now, let's head to the hill. Hey, welcome to Girl on a Hill. I hope you've been having a great week. I know summer is often a time of transition for a lot of families, and even though summer is also often associated with fun things like recreation and travel, any kind of change or adjustment can be hard. So just remember to keep taking care of yourself, and let's be real, women are historically pretty terrible at making themselves a priority. So get out there and do something every day that brings you joy as we transition into this time of summer. For real, because otherwise you're going to burn out. And so many of us are so close to that anyway. It's been a few good weeks for our family. Uh, We wrapped up our seventh year of homeschooling. That's crazy. Um, It was a little bit bittersweet as it's my eighth grade son's uh, last time to be homeschooled. So that's a little hard, but I'm excited for his next adventure. Uh, We got to surprise our kids with an upcoming trip this summer celebrated my 19th anniversary with David. That was pretty amazing. I turned 41. I'm officially in my 40s. Uh, I'm still working on that one. And we're working to get our garden in this week. So a lot is going on. And a lot is going on here on the hill as well. This right now is literally the last episode of season one. I can't can't even believe it. It feels like just yesterday we were just getting started. Next week, the OGs, me, Jolene, and Sydney, are going to be doing a fun little season two opener. We're kind of going to be looking back on our first season together, sharing some first-year podcast stats. We're going to play some games. um, And we're just going to really dig into what we've learned and how we've grown as podcasters through doing the podcast, which is, by the way, sort of the point of the whole thing. Our hope and prayer as you listen in each week is that you too are learning and growing along with us, shifting your thoughts, recognizing things within yourself you want to change. I know that is happening for all of us girls on the hill and is certainly happening for me. This spring cleaning of the heart and mind series was so good for me personally. All of us love doing it and that's why it just kept getting extended New ideas would spring up or I'd catch myself speaking or behaving a certain way and just know we needed to cover it on the pod. Now, some of the topics I totally knew I struggled with, but really digging in and studying them for my podcast notes and talking about them with the girls really opened my eyes to some of the areas I need to grow in. And going into some of the topics, I was blind to my own issues. And I'm seeing now who I really want to be and who I want to be for my kids and who I want to be for the people in my sphere of influence. Um, We've covered some seriously challenging topics in this series. It's been 
brutal in the best of ways. Back in episode 44, I did a little recap of the first five topics in the series, which happened to be insecurity, gossip, rage, comparison, and unforgiveness. Seriously, as I know it's a plug. If you haven't listened to them, go back. Even if you're looking at those going, I don't struggle with that, you probably do because you're human and therefore flawed, just like me. But I titled that little recap episode, episode 44, Unresolved Pain, because as I started looking at those five areas, I really saw that commonality. When we stuff and ignore our pain, like we're all so very good at doing, it doesn't just go away. It just simmers until it erupts like rage or drips out like gossip in comparison. So I really felt like I needed to talk about feeling our feelings, sitting with them, getting curious about them, and having the courage to confront our pain and actually work through it. And now, as I'm looking at the six topics we covered in our second half of the series, worry, negativity, shame, overthinking, false beliefs, and criticism, the commonality I see goes back to our mind. I feel like the first five were heart issues. And these are issues of the mind. What's really neat is that I totally didn't plan that. I'd love to say that I have that kind of foresight, but I think God directed that one for me. It's super cool. So today as we recap and wrap up the spring cleaning of the heart and mind series and season one, I wanted to spend some time talking about healing our minds and really getting intentional about cleaning up our thoughts. One of the verses I've been clinging to for the last few years is Romans 12 too. This is a cornerstone verse for me that cements just how important our thoughts and our thought life is. Our thoughts literally change everything, and I'm not being dramatic. It's true. Let me read the verse for you. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. I'm going to read that again because it just, sometimes we need to let scripture just really sink in. Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. One thing that's so neat to me is that every time I read my Bible, I have the opportunity to learn something new. Doesn't matter how many times I've read a passage, new things pop up. And this past week, I happened to be studying Romans independently on my own. And as I was reading, this chapter and verse, I literally about fell out of my chair. I had to put my Bible down and I had a great big Joey Lawrence from Blossom moment and let out a great big, whoa. And if you get that reference, I love you 3000. And if you get that reference, I love you even more. I had literally never noticed the second half of Romans 12 2 before. I'd read, heard sermons about, have mentioned this verse on the pod, and have literally brought this verse up in countless Bible studies I've led over the years. I knew how critical it was to change the way you think and that renewing your mind led to life change. We've said that so many times over the course of this series, that changing your thoughts leads to changing your habits, routines, and behaviors, which leads to a changed life. But the sentence that follows, let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think, smacked me across the face in the very best of ways. Are you ready for this? Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Whoa. When my thoughts are off, as they so often are, there isn't room inside my head to know what I'm supposed to do, 
who I'm supposed to be, which road to take, how to live out my purpose, and what God has and wants for me. If I want to learn how to know what God's will is for me, I need to change the way I think. I spend so much of my time and attention focusing my thoughts on things that just don't matter. And it's clutter. It's serious mental clutter. And it crowds out the good stuff, the true stuff, the helpful stuff, the kind stuff. And when I look at worry, negativity, shame, overthinking, false beliefs, and criticism, I'm not seeing anything good, helpful, or kind. And when those are the thoughts that dominate my mind and my thinking, I don't have room to hear reasoning, encouragement, or truth, let alone anything God might be wanting to show me or teach me. And that's the thing about all of these patterns. They are takeover thoughts, consuming, never satisfied. Think about them for a minute. Worry, negativity, shame, overthinking, false beliefs, criticism. Those things don't leave any room. They take your thoughts and corrode them, manipulate them, Like rust, they can take something that started out shiny and useful and strip away all of the beauty. Now, since I mentioned we surprised our kids with a surprise trip, and it's Disneyland, and I'm super excited. Um, And since we're heading to Disneyland in a few weeks as a family, we have been listening to ride-through music. And yesterday, as we were weeding, the Winnie the Pooh medley came on. That's a favorite of my daughter, Harper. And the lyrics stopped me dead in my tracks. You know, God works. In, in mysterious, mysterious ways. And you know what? Pooh Bear can teach me things. So in the song, it's Heffalumps and Woozles, and the Woozles are the villains. And the song says that Woozles guzzle up the things you prize. Woozles find out what you love and care about and take it from you. And I had to put my shovel down and run inside and write down some notes because I had another whoa moment. I was just thinking, Wow. These thought patterns, worry, negativity, shame, etc., are a whole heck of a lot like woozles because they just take and destroy what you love. Oh, you love your family? Worry is going to keep your mind in a frenzy whenever you think about them. You love your spouse, your friends? Shame will tell you you don't deserve their love, that they couldn't possibly love the real you. You crave connection? That critical spirit will keep judgment at the forefront of your mind so you'll struggle to accept others. We get so wrapped up in these thought patterns, thinking that they're harmless, and sometimes even believing that they're helpful, when really they are destructive and they're turning beautiful things into rusty things. These thought patterns not only take up all of our brain space and rob us of truly enjoying and appreciating the things and people we love the most the way we were designed to, but these thought patterns also give us feelings of being stuck or stagnating. These things hold us in place. We often refuse to move through these harmful thoughts because of what it would require of us, because what it requires of us is hard. Things like confronting a truth we don't want to face, changing, having a difficult conversation, forgiving someone who's hurt us, daring to see the log in our own eye. Those things are hard, so we stay in our negative thinking rut. It feels easier to worry than to trust God, so we stick with worry. It feels easier to stay behind the walls we've built than be vulnerable and risk putting ourselves out there, so we stick with shame. It feels easier to point out the things we don't like about our friends, neighbors, and politicians, 
than it is to recognize all of the ways we come up short. So we stick with criticism. It's hard. It's easier to do what we know. It's easier to be the kind of person we've always been. But I am tired of being someone full of worry. I am sick of the shame storms. I am so ready for a flood of positivity in my life. I don't want to live in judgment. I want to assume that everyone is doing the best they can. Oh boy, with the overthinking. The constant rumination of the same scenarios and past conversations is a plague and a thief of my time and sleep and peace. I want out. And I'm guessing you probably want out too. We have waded into the quicksand of these negative thought patterns and we're we're sinking. We are sinking. We are like a treyu. We are sinking. There is no happy ending when we're stuck in those thoughts. And some of us aren't just sinking. We are spiraling. And I know you know what I mean. And I know that when I get to that spiral, I can expect depression, anxiety, and fear to follow. Just, you know, that whole trifecta of awesome. And that spiral comes fast and it comes hard. And it does not take much for our minds to be set on a journey towards destruction. One study that I was reading showed that even something as small as contracting the common cold often sets the brain on a negativity-fueled path. Other things that can set us off so quick in the matter of seconds. Pick up your phone. Just see that you weren't invited somewhere. Shame. Bam. Turn on the news. Worry. It's quick. It's right there waiting for us. They're little traps. And we stay there resting. (laughs) It's not really rest, is it? Well, let me say that a different way. We stay there stewing in these negative thought patterns, believing that there's no way out, believing we can't change. When there is a way out and we can, we are equipped to fight the battle for our mind. And friend, make no mistake, the mind is a war zone. One author went so far as to say that your imagination can be a weapon designed to kill your hope and faith. That is what these thought patterns do. They kill your hope and your faith and your spirit and your joy and your peace. And we have to stop the cycle. These things are not life-giving. They bring death. Maybe not death in the physical sense, but the death of a good day, the death of relationships, the death of delight in seeing the good. And you know, it's not just our emotional and mental health and relationships that suffer when we're entertaining these thought patterns. Our actual physical health suffers. One study showed that literally 75 to 98% of our physical, mental, and behavioral illnesses come from our thought life. We've been talking for a bit now that we act really surprised that our thinking affects our bodies. But yo, our bodies and brains are connected and it's time we accept that. You are a whole person. So yes, negative, destructive thinking is going to take a toll, not only on your mind, but on your body. Now, here are some of the other tangible ways that toxic thinking hurts you physically. Literally making the quality of your life worse. Negative thinking patterns affect your sleep. Oh boy, anybody, anybody that wrestles with worry or overthinking knows where I'm coming from here. 
Negative thinking puts your body into a state where stress is constant. I literally just lived through this last month. This is the brink of burnout kind of stress where your body is in a constant state of fight or flight when cortisol, the stress hormone, is constantly flowing through your veins. Chronic stress upsets your body's hormone balance. It depletes the brain chemicals required for happiness and it damages your immune system. Doctors have found that people with high levels of negativity are more likely to suffer from degenerative brain diseases, cardiovascular problems, digestive issues, and recover from sickness much slower than those with a positive mindset. When we are engaged in these harmful thought patterns, your health suffers, your mood suffers, you suffer, and then the people around you suffer. Nobody wins. For most of us, our thought life is making our life worse. We have to change the way we think. Now, another translation of Romans 12, 2 says to be transformed by the renewal of your mind. That may be the way you grow up hearing it. And I think we can all admit and agree that we don't want the thought life we're living. You're probably just as sick of it as I am. We long for mental transformation. I sure do. You, like me, are probably tired of having your mind be overrun with worry, negativity, and shame. I want out. So I want to look at that word renew found in Romans 12. You knew I couldn't make it through a show without a definition. And the first definition I found gives me so much hope. It's this. To begin or take up again. It is never too late. Now, the next definition also gets me in the feels. Are you ready for this? To restore or replenish. The notion of being and feeling restored and replenished sounds amazing. I know so many of us are feeling so stretched thin, like we're constantly pouring from an empty cup. And I think I fooled myself into believing That's solely about time and commitments and the problem of being addicted to the hustle and the busy. And that's definitely a player. But honestly, I think part of why we're feeling so drained and mentally, emotionally, and spiritually exhausted is what's going on in our own heads. These negative thought patterns are draining our emotional and mental energy, they are depleting us. And we need to be restored and replenished. So how do we do it? How do we renew our minds? How do we change the way we think? How do we rid ourselves of these toxic and negative thought patterns that are literally dictating our lives? I'm going to say it again. How we think determines how we live. So how do we go about starting fresh mentally? How do we restore and replenish our minds? How do we break the cycle of the mental spiral? It seems so hard and we feel so stuck. But if the Bible tells us to do it, it means it's possible. It means we can. Here's how we do it. We recognize that we have a choice. We have a choice. We do not have to sit there and just let our negative thoughts happen to us. We don't have to think them. There is so much about our lives that we don't get to choose, things that we can't control at all. 
but our mind, those belong to us. It's yours. Our thoughts are our own, and we can choose to control them. We can choose to take our thoughts captive. We can choose to stop the spiral before it starts. When we feel ourselves starting to fixate, we can say no. We can interrupt the negative thoughts. We must. And then everything can change. Now, we don't like change, but just imagine with me what a life free of worry would look like. Can you even begin to fathom what a peaceful mind would feel like? A mind that trusts? A mind that doesn't falsely believe we have to solve every problem or make everything work out for everyone? Can you imagine what it would be like to stop shame in its tracks? To never be plagued by those two ugly words, not enough? To know deep down in your soul that you're worthy? Can you imagine with me a mind that looks for the beautiful before the flaws? That sees the good? That delights? Can you begin to picture a mind free from the chaos of overthinking? To be free from the bondage of obsessive thinking? Again, we say we don't like change, but oh, how I want those changes. A book I've read and reread on the brain, one of my favorite authors, Jenny Allen, says, what we think about, our brains become. So essentially, what you're thinking about is who you are. For some of us, that can be a really tough, tough truth to confront. So I want you to ask yourself and really give this some thought. What are the thoughts I'm fixating on? You probably have something jump to your mind right now. You might be telling me to hush. (laughs) What are the thoughts you're fixating on? What do you obsess about? What keeps you up at night? What lies have you believed to the point that you've altered your life around them? What does your mental soundtrack sound like? You might not like your answers. You're human and flawed like me. So like me, you probably don't like your answers. Most of us aren't up at night fixating on the love of Jesus or how to solve homelessness. No, you're probably like me replaying that dumb thing you said three weeks ago or trying fruitlessly like I so often do to somehow undo my choices by thinking about them. Maybe you're up thinking about problems that are completely out of your control. You might be thinking about how much you dislike your local politician that you keep having to see all those ads for or all the ways your neighbor is bugging you. You might be up telling yourself on repeat that you'll never do anything right. You might not like those thoughts, but there is hope. There's hope. Because when we choose to interrupt those thoughts, when we choose to say, no, I am not going down that rabbit hole today. When we decide to think new and different thoughts, our brains change. Our habits and behaviors change. Our lives change. Everything changes. So the next time you feel yourself engaging in one of these thought patterns, I want you to stop and think and really evaluate those thoughts. Ask yourself, does engaging in this line of thinking make anything better? Ask, am I improving the situation that I'm worrying about, obsessing about, complaining about? Ask yourself, do I feel better? thinking this way? 
Is the worrying making me feel better? Is the overthinking making me feel better? Is the shame making me feel better? Ask yourself, is thinking this way making me stronger? Is thinking this way bringing me more peace? And if those thought patterns are doing the exact opposite for you, and if they are these negative thought patterns, oh friend, they are. They are doing the opposite for you. Make the change. Take comfort in knowing you can choose to stop the spiral dead in its tracks and choose new thoughts. You do not have to be held captive by worry. You do not have to cower in shame. You do not have to see the world through the dim glasses of pessimism and cynicism. And if we can have the discipline to interrupt our thoughts as they start, we can literally change the way we experience the world. We can change our life. So I already mentioned that I want you to really stop and seriously consider what it is that's consuming your mind. We have to be willing to get curious about why we think, feel, and do the things we think, feel, and do because we can't change what we're not aware of and we have to be willing to get to the root. Ask yourself what the story you're telling about yourself and the world around you is. Look for the patterns. Look for the lies. And then we have to know what's true. If we want to renew our mind and change our thoughts, we have to have something to change them too. And it's not going to do us any good to replace one set of lies for another. So we have to know what is true, helpful, and kind. And for me, that's the Word of God. If I'm not digging into the Bible and spending time in prayer, my mind is so much more vulnerable to attack. I have to soak in the truth. Some of us might have to be willing to exercise a little bit of vulnerability, letting our close circle know when we're struggling with negative thoughts so that our friends in love might correct us, might make us aware of the lies we're clinging to and changing our lives for. And we need to know that this isn't going to come, this change, this changing our thoughts, this interrupting these negative thought patterns, this isn't going to come as strictly a result of self-help. Yes, we need to put in the work. Yes, we need to be, be deliberate and intentional. But this is a process that requires something bigger than ourselves. I understand this is a shift in how we usually talk on the podcast. I never wanted us to hide our faith, but I didn't want to smack you in the face with it either, and I still don't. But this type of life change isn't something I'm capable of doing on my own. I can make progress. But God can do more in my relying on him than I could ever do in trying harder. I need someone outside of me to change this thing inside of me. Now, what I want for you, for myself, for all of us, is to become fully aware of these negative thought patterns in yourself. I want you to see and recognize worry, shame, negativity, overthinking those false beliefs, and criticism when they are running wildly through your brain, when they are shaping your decisions, when they're telling you how to feel, who to trust, how to love. But I don't want it to stop there. I don't want you just to be aware. I want you to intentionally seek to change these destructive thoughts into life-giving, truth-filled thoughts that will, as one author put it, lead you to the outcomes you want and the outcomes God has for you. Why are we doing this? 
so we can know God's will, so we can know our purpose, so we can know and live the truth, so we can experience the type of life and peace we were designed for, so we can experience joy that exists outside of circumstance, so we can sleep and rest knowing we don't have to fix it all, figure it all out, or even know what the right next step is, so that we can forge ahead moving out of the mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical rut we find ourselves in. Make no mistake, changing something invisible is a big deal. It's active. It's a power move. It's a girl boss move. It's a giant leap forward. So choose. Choose to stop the negative track and thought in its tracks. And then decide what you want. Do you want to renew your mind and choose the mindset of life and peace? Or do you want to continue down the path of mental and emotional destruction? It's up to you. I know what I'm picking. I want to thank you so much for sticking with us, not only through this series of cleaning out the emotional clutter and the chaos that lurks about in our heart and mind, but for sticking with us through our entire first year of podcasting. We're going to be sharing more about that next week, but it just means the world to me and to us to have you listening and growing along with us. We are ladies hungry for life change and getting to dig into these ridiculously tough topics each week is truly changing our hearts and minds. So thank you for listening. Thank you for letting us know that you're there. We love you and we are excited to continue to bring you encouragement, hope, and big giant doses of authenticity as we are in real time trying to make these changes we're talking about. We love you and we will see you next week for season two. Bye. You've been listening to the Girl in a Hill podcast. Please help us out by sharing the podcast with your friends, connecting with us on social media, and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. We're here to climb the hill with you as we all work to stop hiding, start shining, and be the women we were created to be. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.